Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode six, otherwise known as episode 17 total. Still haven't figured out how I'm going to call these episodes. Um, anyway, today we have a very special guest joining me soon, but as per the new season two standard, I'm going to talk to you guys just for a couple minutes, just me, before we add the guest to the call. So I'm currently here in northern Colorado. For those of you who have been following me for a while, you would know that this is where I'm from. Um, I was born in Illinois and then I moved here for 11 years before moving to Germany and then eventually the Netherlands where I'm currently based. I use the word based loosely because I barely spend any time there and I only have three more weeks in that country until I'm moving to Berlin. Whenever I come back to Colorado, I kind of have a tough time just because we kept the house that we used to live in. And so it's just like after so many years of new experiences and meeting new people and having like like creating a, a different life, a completely different life from the one I had here because I left when I was 14 years old to go back to the same neighborhood, same house, same town, same people. And I don't have many friends left here. It's just like kind of a stale and kind of depressing time usually. However, I've been so burnt out recently and so tired and so overwhelmed with all the moving aspects of my life and never never being able just to like sit still that this time it's kind of been nice. I saw a good friend of mine yesterday and I just thought it was cool that I am able to like sustain connections while living so far away still. I'm getting so much work done, working on new videos, working on new podcast episodes. I've been kind of all over the place since I talked to you guys last. I've been in Spain, Germany, the Netherlands, Kentucky, and now here. And in a couple of days, I'm going to Chicago, then Wisconsin, then I'm interrailing through Italy and France, and then I'm back in the Netherlands, and then I moved to Berlin. But yeah, I took two weeks off just because I've been all over the place. I had a wedding um, in Kentucky for my cousin who got married. And then I visited some of my friends back in southern Germany. I went to go visit the town I used to live in, which was just like the best three days ever. I was staying with a friend of mine whose house I used to always go to. So just being in like the same environment after like a year and a half of just like inconsistency was so nice. So, so nice. I was back in the Netherlands for two days in which I saw a lot of friends, said goodbye to some people. Oh my God, I ran into... Luke Corns, if you know him on YouTube. God, he's one of, I mean, he's one of my favorite creators and I'm just walking like right on this not so busy street in The Hague, Netherlands, which is not like a, a popular vacation destination because he's not based in the Netherlands. I'm walking and I just see him walking at me. So I like do a fat double take and I'm totally caught off guard. And I ended up kind of embarrassing myself by asking him to say hi to my vlog. Like what? Why? I don't know. I, th I just I had just got my new camera delivered the day before. Maybe I was excited about that. Maybe I wanted him to know that I made videos too, but I could have just said, I make videos too. I didn't have to whip my camera out and, and say, say hi to the camera. Like what? And then to make matters worse, he just released this video where he was, oh my God, where was he? Somewhere in the Amazon rainforest. And it was so incredibly well done. I was like, okay, well, if this video wasn't good, then maybe I wouldn't care so much. But no, it was incredible. So he still holds, like, he's still quite inspirational. 
We also met the the stars of the show Manifest on Netflix in in Mallorca. Me and my friend Noah. <laughs> I had only seen the trailer, but she was so into it. Um, if you've heard of that show, it's like the one where they go in the plane and then they come back five years later, but it feels like only two hours have passed. Whatever. We met the two stars, the girl and then her like kind of hot husband. So yeah, that's what's been going on with me. There's my little life update. Hope you guys haven't missed me too much. I'm excited to be back and I'm very excited for the guest today who has also had experiences living in Berlin, has also had experiences interrailing through Europe. We're going to talk about untraditional universities, gap years, creating a business, that business doing really well, motivation style content on YouTube, and I won't spoil any more. Please welcome to the podcast, Volker Bowler. Hello, hello. Pleasure <laughs> to be here. <laughs> thanks for coming on thanks for making time um before we get into all the content of the episode i just wanted to give you a second to introduce yourself to anyone who hasn't seen your stuff before it's a little elevator pitch yeah uh sure well i mean firstly if you haven't seen me already then i'm offended uh that's your fault <laughs> no, joking. Truly. uh no so my, my name's folk um <laughs> and yeah to give a little bit about me uh I mean, so I'm 20 years old, um, I run like a personal YouTube channel. Um, I just uh, created my own startup, uh, which is currently going really well. Um, and yeah, currently studying university um, in Berlin, in Germany, yes. studying product management. Yeah, I swear, I'm, I'm like cultivating the entire population of Berlin on this podcast. I feel like the last 10 guests I've had <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, as you should. So much to talk about with you. I mean, truly going through everything that you've been doing recently. I'm really excited to get into everything. But as per tradition, let's start with highs and lows. Highs and lows. Or like just just this from this week or you can you can extend that timeline a bit. Recent Ooh. recent events. So yeah, back to when I was a baby, uh that was massive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh okay. I mean I guess like I've I've just come off a massive high basically. Um because I actually went traveling with two of my best friends from school. Um, we went to around Southeast Asia for a, a whole month wow. um, in June. In June, um, and yeah, it was just literally the trip of my life. Um, yeah, just absolutely incredible. I could go into more detail, but uh, just crazy adventure. So many memories made. Um, so yeah, really fortunate to have uh, just come off the back of that. I'd say lows. Um, I mean, I've had, I think I've had various lows like this year in general. I honestly can't really think of many lows like very recently. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I had a pretty big low this year when I actually broke up with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, experienced heartbreak for the first time. Uh, it was a bit crushing. Oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. No, no, no worries. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely one of the, one of the lows. I'd say. I also just say uh, those kind of like period at university is like my first year of university um just felt a bit lost um just kind of moving to a completely new city uh so much new things to get used to and i don't know i had a little bit of a typical little bit of an identity crisis and just kind of needed to figure my life out in a sense totally yeah. i think that that's i think that in any like transitional period everyone kind of goes through those same thoughts same processes so mm -hmm. I hope you're on a better track now for both of those things. Yeah, unfortunately I am. To go back to your high, I mean, that's quite cool. A month in Southeast Asia. Have you been doing a lot of solo traveling? Or I guess traveling without your family since... Oh, no shit. Sorry, we're... there's a whole episode. There's a whole topic on, on your gap year and interrailing. 
There we so, go. I was just about to say. I literally, I knew that, but... No worries, you've done your research. <laughs> for my highs and lows, my high of the week is that just two days ago, I assigned my lease for my apartment also in Berlin, which was huge. I don't know how Ooh. your experience was, but it was so difficult to find an apartment in that city. Oh, it, it's stressful. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably one of the worst cities to try and find an apartment. So yeah, you did well. Yeah. So how, did you approach that like on your own or were you, did you have any help from friends or roommates? Yeah, so like kind of unfortunately, like my university doesn't really help uh, mm-hmm. with that whole process. So it's kind of like, yeah, it was all down to me. Uh, and I'm really bad when it comes to organizational things. So really? ended up leaving it quite last minute, but managed to figure it out in the end. Yeah. That's so strange to hear considering like the fact that you have so many social platforms, a startup, are a student living between multiple places. Like I wouldn't pin you as someone who's I, I don't know. I think I just have bad prioritization. I, I prefer okay. doing the creative stuff rather than um, the organizational stuff. It's kind of me. Well, I think that's a matter of perspective, right? Because someone argue that creative stuff is equally as valuable. I would probably argue that. Very true, very true. That's how I justify it in my mind. Absolutely. Me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually the same way. Um, my low is that I'm <laughs> I'm just like jet lagged and tired. I feel like I've, I've been in oh. so many places. I don't know if you can relate, but at a certain point, I'm like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time zone I'm in. I don't know which meal this is. Should I be awake? Should I be asleep? Ugh, it's like, ugh, it's just a lot. But crazy. I'm here for, I'm here in the States for, I think, three weeks. So that's the longest I've been. I think in any country for the past like year, which is kind of wow. nice. So it's the first time you're going to get used to a time zone. Finally, I can actually adjust. I mean, I'm within like three different time zones within that period in the States, but an hour or two is not so much as seven or eight hours. So that's, that's fine. That's doable. <laughs> well, yeah, you're currently calling me from the UK. We just talked about you're back home for the summer. Wow, are you a stalker? How do you know I was in the UK? So, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in the UK right now. Um, yeah, so I'm in the UK uh, just spending like time with my like, friends and family. Um, just kind of like summer break from university. So yeah, just really nice to be at home. Like, it's no, yeah. nothing like home. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's probably really nice. I do actually want to talk about your university experience right off the bat. Um, yeah, as, we've, as you've already said, you're currently a university student in Berlin. But from what I understand from your content online and what I've seen you post, you're at kind of an untraditional university. So I wanted Correct. to ask about the the application process and what led to that decision. Like, do you mean like my kind of decision to end up moving there? Like applying yeah. to different universities and then applying? Yeah, there? absolutely. What was the process of like choosing that one? I mean, just to give a little bit of context. Um, so I studied in the UK doing A-levels um, and then like I applied for uk universities um like just before finishing my a-levels and mm-hmm. yeah i was i was planning on studying at uk university but then last minute i kind of had doubts uh whether this was the place i wanted to study i also kind of wanted a, a break from academics so mm-hmm. i took a gap year uh and then during that gap year i ended up reapplying to different uk universities um and i was also kind of looking for kind of different like i don't know types of education like I was considering whether whether or not to even go to university um and mm-hmm. then i actually stumbled upon um this university where i'm studying now um, yeah. which is called Koch university of applied sciences and it's based in berlin and how it works like you said it's uh, untraditional mm-hmm. so there's actually only three study programs there's product management interaction design and software engineering wow okay. and um it doesn't work like how a normal university would work and like 
we it's not like having a big like lecture hall um where you listen to like the lecturer and then like take notes and do pre-readings exams like that etc mm -hmm. instead it's built on like this whole curiosity driven education and project-based learning uh, oh, cool. so how that looks like is basically every semester you get to choose um like how many modules you want to take um and you also get to basically pass modules by doing a project and a lot a lot of times like these projects actually end up turning into startups um so a lot oh. of people kind of consider our university like in a sense like a startup university um which is pretty cool yeah wow. and uh just like really cool network of students um at this university like really ambitious people um like real great business connections so yeah i don't know if you've got any questions no yeah i just think it's really interesting and i think it's pretty courageous to choose an untraditional university especially coming from a place like the uk because i know that different different places in the world and different countries have kind of different attitudes towards what a university experience is in Denmark, they're like, mm -hmm. if I can pay you to go to university, I don't know how that works. But that's not <laughs> the case in, in the UK and the US from my understanding. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what I would say to that, like, I mean, I guess, um, I mean, my sister actually just went to an untraditional university. So it wasn't such a foreign idea to study mm -hmm. at an untraditional university. Like, I guess my parents were quite like accustomed to the idea as well. Um, and also, I actually happened to know someone at the university that I'm at now. And um, just like from getting an understanding of what their personality types like and like the amazing things that they were doing at the university kind of like really incentivized me and also like yeah just kind of gave it like some reality like oh, I could picture myself doing something similar sort of thing. Okay yeah so I've, I mean I also follow along with your sister's journey and it's, it's super cool that both of you guys have have chosen untraditional universities but in different ways. After the first year for you are you like comfortable and confident with that decision? Are you enjoying your experience? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I w what I would say, like it, it was a little bit to get used to at first. Um, mm -hmm. And like the first kind of semester wasn't like a real, um, didn't really give you a full idea of what it would actually be like to study at the university because it's like kind of like an introduction semester. Mm -hmm. um, but like now having just finished like my first, like what would you call it, like proper semester, um yeah like really like happy and comfortable with my decision um like just yeah like love the people that i've met at the university and like really feel like i'm on the right path and like picking up the right skills so really happy about that that's really good to hear i'm glad um thank you, you mentioned that before you were applying somewhere else but then you ended up taking a gap year because you weren't sure um your gap year looked incredible it you solo interrailed around europe right Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the places that you traveled? Well, so I was actually fortunate enough, like um, I applied in, I think it was like October for like a competition where you get like a free interrail pass for a month mm -hmm. uh, and I managed to win that. This was like the last opportunity for like a UK citizen to do it because of Brexit. So I got that oh, just in wow. time. Right on the cusp. And um, yeah, and uh, I did like a little round trip. So I went from, I went London, this is taking me back right now, <laughs> London, Amsterdam, um then i think i went to munich no i then i went to berlin then i went to vienna uh budapest ljubljana i think i went to munich after that and then paris and then back to london i might have missed one out there but wow holy shit yeah did. you really made yeah. your way it was an amazing trip
Were there any of your favorite like places or experiences that you had, notable experiences? Great question. Uh, I mean, I'd say one of the most beautiful cities that I went to was Budapest. Like, I, I genuinely adore that city. Like, I would love to live there at some point. Um, and what I would also say is like one of the most underrated spots um, that like you really like. I recommend anyone to visit is um, Ljubljana and more specifically like Lake Bled. So stunning. So yeah, I have a friend who's from Ljubljana, and I was always, I mean, I had no like um, desire to to visit really until one summer I went with her and to Lake Bled as well. So beautiful. So beautiful. But Budapest, I've tried to go like three three different times, and all three times it got cancelled. So. I feel like no I have some, like, bad blood with the city or something. Cause... Yeah, the universe doesn't want you to go there. Yeah, right. But I'm glad that you had a good experience. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you'll go one time and it won't be cancelled. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, it seems like you've covered a lot of places. Are there any any other places in Europe that you want to travel, or have you kind of like checked off Europe from your bucket list? Um, I mean, it's a good question. Like, it's interesting. Like, I haven't like when I think of places I want to visit, I don't necessarily think of Europe. Mm-hmm. Because like, like it's more like other places like kind of further away like Australia that I've never visited, but like, there are definitely countries uh, in Europe that like I want to visit either because I haven't already or just wanting to see it like more like see more of the cities, like Italy's one like I only have really been to like Turin, um I loved the experience there, um so I'd love to travel more and also Lisbon like I've heard oh, incredible Lisbon, things about yeah. Lisbon. Yeah. But I've never been. I've never been. I, like, my friends always talk about Lisbon, but I've never been. It's kind of far in terms of Europe. I think it's, like, the westernmost point of the whole continent, so it makes sense. Yeah. When you were traveling to all these places, you mentioned you went to Berlin, which is where you're living now. Did that give you any insight or, like, help you decide where you wanted to study? Um. Yeah, so it was interesting because, like, at the time that I visited Berlin for my interrailing, that was actually the exact moment when I was applying to the university. And oh, so wow. I actually went, I went, I went and looked around the campus as I was applying. Um, and that was like a real like pivotal moment where I was like, that kind of gave me the validation. Like, yes, like I can see myself studying here. I want to study here. I like the city. Um, so yeah, that, that was like a really nice moment. That's really nice. Does your university actually have a campus, like a proper campus? Uh, yes, it does. It's a little bit of a small campus. Um, it, like it literally gives you like startup vibe. Yeah, okay. It's like a massive like co-working space is how I would describe it. Okay, that's it also so has, nice. like classes within that. But, yeah, it's really nice. You should come visit. Oh yeah, I'd love to. I think it's close to where I'll be. I think. Amazing. Um, but yeah, when I went to go visit the campus that I'll be at, or lack thereof, I guess, um, it, it was like in this office space, and it was one of like the four buildings i was like interesting definitely not like the american experience i grew up picturing but i'm yeah i'm definitely so excited about this compared to compared to that yeah you don't always need a huge campus do you no definitely not it's just about i think like you said earlier it's about cool people and doing what you want to be doing which is exciting and it's a cool city to do that in amen Speaking of Berlin, so far, how has your how's your experience in the city been? Is it what you thought it would be? Um, yeah, it's interesting because I don't know. I like it's almost like when I travel, like I try not to go into places with many expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I guess like straight off the bat, like the big kind of stereotype about Berlin is kind of the nightlife, mm-hmm. um, like just this wild nightlife. 
I mean, I, I'd honestly say like I haven't experienced like crazy amounts in the nightlife in Berlin. Yeah. Like I haven't been to like the notorious clubs like Berghain or Kit Kat <laughs> or those. Um, but I, I have been exposed to a lot of techno music. Okay. Um, what do you think? So that's been very Berlin. And uh, yeah, no, I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, well. I thought I would warm to it, but it's not happened, unfortunately. I don't care. I mean, I have, I lived in Southern Germany for three years and I think that I, I mean, at first I hated it and now I'm kind of at a point where I just like, am fine with it, but I, I get what you mean. I'm not, a, I'm not a big techno fan. So it's, this is the thing. Like I, like sometimes it's all right, but it's when it's every single like night out, it's techno music. It can become right. a bit annoying. Right. Yeah. And then there's some people who are just there for the techno which kind of takes away from the reasons i would want to go out like community wise i don't know it's it's definitely an interesting very strong um nightlife culture yeah, yeah but no, for sure. how was your how was your process of like meeting new people and making friends was that usually taking place at your university or did you have other other experiences in the city uh yeah i mean i would generally say like pretty much all the people that i hang out with is through my university um mm-hmm like all the sort of friends I've made generally, like just from my university, like sometimes it's like friends of theirs who also are in the city. Um, But like, I remember like when I first um, moved to Berlin, it was like 10 days before the university started. And I was like, how am I going to meet people? Yeah. Like I like downloaded like Bumble friends and I was like, okay, (laughs) this is how I'm going to meet people. Right. No, that's Um, actually kind of a good idea. But like, other than that, like, yeah, not really met people uh, any other way. It's mainly just been through that. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean, I feel like in life you don't need like too many, too many friends. You know, I like keeping my circle small. So, oh, absolutely, I'm the same way. I think I think if you just have a, one or two people who are really close to you, that's that's fulfilling. Exactly. How are you with German? Speaking German, have you learned any? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's a funny topic, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I actually did learn German for my A-levels um, in the UK. Oh, so, nice. um, yeah, so, like, my German is technically good enough, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm just the shyest when it comes to speaking German. So, like, sure. if I can av- try and avoid speaking German, it's bad, but, like, I kind of do. Um so this is something I've literally made my like mission like this year. Like I'm really gonna force myself to speak even more German because um, I feel like my my strongest mm-hmm. elements when it comes to German is like the like the reading and writing. But when it comes to the speaking, I don't know whether it's just a UK thing. Um, but yeah, I always like shy away mm-hmm. from it. But it's generally as long as Germans aren't speaking too fast, I can get a good grasp of yeah. what's going on, what they're speaking about, which is which is a nice skill to have. Totally, yeah. Is it is it just because you're anxious to to practice speaking, or is it you don't you don't care for speaking the language? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's just I, I hate like getting things wrong, and um, I don't know, like I, I hate okay. the feeling of like yeah. judgment, and I also think it's just generally like a UK thing. Like, I think we're we're so accustomed to just speaking English whenever we like travel abroad, because normally you'll find people speaking mm-hmm. English, so it's kind of like a a comfort zone sort of thing when it comes to speaking English. Which is bad. Totally, you know? yeah. I shouldn't give in to that. a really good point, though. But it's, it is valid, and I think that any English-speaking culture experiences the same, because it is it is the, like, lingua franca of the world, so... Yeah, but I, I think it's just um, lazy of us, like... 
Oh, absolutely. I hate making people switch to English, but so then if you have the opportunity, it's nice to it's nice to speak a language if you know a bit of it. Um, speaking of though, I mean, you are from a t- are you in a small town in the UK? Or are you in a large city? Uh, it's kind of like a small town, which is like forty minutes away from London, which is kind of nice because it's like okay, yeah, like yeah. I can kind of get the city life, but then also just the nature, you know. Yeah, I can imagine though that that is quite a quite a difference from now we're living in central Berlin. Have you That's very true. Any like huge differences, culture shocks? Ah, uh, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I it's almost like I I don't know. Like I feel like I got quite used to the the city and the noise of the city like quite quickly uh i don't know that it's just because mm-hmm. like being young uh being able to like handle it in a sense um but it always feels weird like now like coming back from berlin and coming to the uk because it feels like like being in a mm-hmm. small town like it's such a contrast yeah like it, it's, it's like the culture shock of coming back now which is interesting yeah for sure i think i think i can definitely relate to that I, I mentioned already I'm in the States now and it's always, it's so weird to see a culture that you're a part of through another lens because I don't know if I've changed or just had new exposure, but it's it's such a strange feeling. 100%. Because you, you used to view it all as normal, right? This is the thing, because like, it feels like in a city, like stuff's changing so quickly and stuff's happening so fast and then you come home, it feels like nothing's changed and it's like such a slower like pace of life well i don't know that's just my experience no totally i was i was literally saying just that before you joined the call because i'm i mean i grew up in this room from age three to to 14 before i moved to germany and since then uh, i've had so many new experiences and met new people and completely started a new life but then coming back to the same exact place in the same town is where where it hasn't changed at all is a really stale strange kind of experience so if that's what you're getting at i think i can relate to you in that way totally yeah so then given that information do you see yourself staying in berlin in the future or would you want to go somewhere after your university experience um good question uh i mean one thing's for certain i can't bear berlin winter it's so long and it gets so cold (laughs) oh no (laughs) You, like you you won't know what's about to hit you uh, yeah i'm not looking forward to that yeah. at all. especially moving right on the cusp like literally this is the most beautiful time of the year in berlin and i'm sat here in northern colorado and then i move in september which is like the last month of, of any hope yeah enjoy <laughs> like, that month while you have it um uh, but yeah no what, what i would say is i don't know like i i like berlin but I feel like I'd love to be exposed to like a different European city um, after like mm-hmm. my university. I mean, it's very hard to say because it's still like a few years away. But um, absolutely, yeah. But I'd love to just try living somewhere new. Maybe it's like Budapest. Maybe it's Lisbon. Um, who knows? Is there any like study abroad type thing at your university, or are you gonna stay in Berlin for all all three four years? Yeah. So um, so there are some like. Erasmus exchange programs um I mm-hmm. think there's one to Lisbon there's one to I think like Oslo in Norway um wow but cool. there is also like there's quite a lot of freedom at my university um that means that like some some sometimes like people just travel for a month and work remotely because in a way oh, wow. you you can sometimes do some of the university work without being there and pre- like present in person um yeah so I'm even considering like perhaps 
traveling somewhere for a month in winter, which would be really nice. Super cool. So yeah, that could be a cool trial of somewhere who you, or somewhere you'd like to maybe be based in the future. Exactly. Lisbon, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, somewhere warm, probably, compared yeah. to Berlin winter. My next um, topic I've been really excited to talk to you about because I'm so intrigued by this. I saw, uh, no, actually, a friend of mine had it on her For You page um, from, the, I'm talking about your startup, um, on TikTok. And I was looking <laughs> I at the phone and I was like, I, I know this guy. Like, what is he doing on your For You page? And then I saw your startup for the first time a couple months ago and I was mind blown. So I'll, I'll preface it. You, you've created a startup business called Pick'em Toothpicks yep. um, with flavors, three flavored toothpicks. Yeah. Right? You got Pleasing Peach, Macho Mints, and Mindful Matcha. Oh, yes. You can do worldwide shipping, and you've gained over 300,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah. That's huge. And that's in a short amount of time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of blown away. If you have a better way of explaining what it is, you can go ahead and do that now. I don't want to explain your No, no, that, that was amazing. Um, love the little flexes in there. So. Uh, yeah, well, there's more to come too because there's some other interesting highlights. What, what do you want me to say about it? Well, initially, I just wanted to know kind of the process of creating these toothpicks, like the, the ideation, coming up with the actual product, and then also you're kind of like genius marketing, like... How did you learn how to do that? And is it just you? I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay, so I guess like the ideation, like how the kind of idea for like this Flavor Toothpick company began. Um, so it was mm -hmm. actually, it wasn't my idea personally. It was um, like a student at my university. It was actually in his first semester at my university. Um, mm -hmm. He basically like pursued this like flavored toothpick like idea. Um, and because he, he did like some market analysis and he saw that there were only two German competitors um, and he thought there was like, like he kind of analyzed their marketing, like their product, etc. And he just thought I could do this better. Um, nice. And so he started pursuing it. Like he started creating these flavored toothpicks. Um, he started thinking about how I would like, uh, how he would market them, etc. But then uh, after that semester was finished, he just left it to the side, never did anything with it. Um, and then he actually um, created like his own startup uh, and something completely different. And um, he was speaking with like another student at my university uh, who also like um, had a, has like a different startup. And they both were like, oh, like, wouldn't it be so cool um, to have like a side hustle? right now like like something mm -hmm. like different to the startups we're working on um and then like the, the one guy was like oh the flavored toothpick idea uh this would be great and mm -hmm. and then they end up speaking to like a student that's not on my university and he essentially like puts all the groundwork in like um starts like manufacturing these toothpicks um starts really putting in the steps into like actually making this like a real company um, mm -hmm. and then the next step, like they hire like a designer, um, this at my university and, and then I actually, um, like, so basically let's give a bit of background for what I was doing at this point. Um, yeah. so I, I just started working for my university, like doing, um, like TikTok marketing for them. Like I basically mm -hmm. approached them. I was like, oh, um, 
there's a huge opportunity that you're missing out right now, like by not having a TikTok account, um, yeah. you'd be reaching like so many students. And also, yeah, this would just be a no brainer for you. Like hire me. I like money, so hire me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then they hire me. And then I'm covering a, a story about um, one of these, like the one of the toothpick guys. And I didn't even mm-hmm. know he's doing the toothpick at the minute. And yeah, I make a TikTok with him, really cool stuff. And then at the end, he's like, oh, like, we're, you know, like he tells me about this whole flavored toothpick idea. And he's like, we're actually looking for someone to do the marketing for us. Like we actually yeah. just put up a post on LinkedIn uh, looking for like a hiring. Um, and we spoke about it. And then the next day he was like, you're in. So <laughs> wow, yeah. he was like, had all these LinkedIn offers and he was like, no, I want you. And then, um, and then we, yeah, we start like basically the first two weeks. Um, like I'm just working on this, like, like I'm trying to figure out, okay, like how can we master the for you page with these flavored toothpicks? Um, mm-hmm. And at first, I'm just going around like my university campus and just trying to make funny videos of like giving these toothpicks out to people, and, like getting some funny reactions. And then what happens is two weeks in, um, yeah, the content's like it's had a few like all right TikToks. Like, I think there's like a few TikToks which were on like 20k views, but like nothing like mm-hmm. crazy. And and then I'm speaking with one of my friends. And my friends is like, you won't believe it. Like I just saw in the latest Sidemen video that KSI had a toothpick in his mouth. And he was like, you should make something about this. And I was like, no way, like crazy opportunity. Uh, So literally like in the same day, like I I shot this like TikTok where we're like, like I I came up with a script where we like um, challenge him to like try our flavored toothpicks and we'd make like a prime flavored toothpick if he responds um like send it to like um the pickham team they were like oh yeah we love it post it we didn't like i don't know personally i didn't really think too much of it because i've always thought like ksi he's just Mm -hmm. he's so huge he's probably untouchable and um we post this tiktok and it gets like 1 million views in 24 hours um and just gets like like I think now it's sitting on seventy thousand people just tagging KSI, like absurd, just absolutely wow, insane. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, and that was just like a real turning point for the marketing. Like from from that point on, we like um, focused a lot on this like um, influencer marketing. So many people know about these influencers, so using like this attention, which is already there. Um, mm-hmm. and like, if we can get validation from these influencers, like if they're saying, oh, this is a good toothpick and we get like mm-hmm. a free brand deal out of them, then it's huge. Like it makes our like flavor toothpicks, like so desirable for people. Um, and, and luckily like KSI actually responded, uh, ended up making two videos about us. One where he even like tried the toothpicks, which is just absolutely crazy to us. Like, yeah, yeah like we were like really crazy, just dumbfounded. It was absolutely insane. Um, and then we also managed to get like Macklemore in a concert, <laughs> like in front of all of his fans uh, oh to God. try a flavored toothpick. And and like both reactions from both of them were like 10 out of 10 reactions, like insane. Um, and so like ever since then, we've just like been growing so much, like getting a lot of sales um, and also just like, yeah, like gaining a lot of like TikTok followers um, and through all this, like creating like this community of like toothpick lovers, which we call like the wood army. And um, it's just, 
just insane. <laughs> just yeah. It really is. I think that the guy made a made a very good choice hiring you as the marketing because what I've seen is incredible. I mean, it, none of this seems half-assed in any way. From the packaging, it looks great. The website looks great. The marketing is great, and it, apparently the product is incredible because. People like KSI, who, for anyone who doesn't know, I think he's a British rapper and YouTuber and boxer, right? Yeah, I think YouTube's is definitely his biggest. Okay, yeah, so quite a big platform. And then he ended up sending you 72 bottles of his, his prime drink, is that correct? Yeah. For you to flavor your toothpicks. Exactly, and like these prime drinks are like... We couldn't even get it in Germany at the time. Like it was, they just didn't have it there. And there's been like so much hype around them. So it was like insane to have got 72 bottles of it. Well, yeah, I mean, truly, you really have done such an incredible job with so many ideas and catch for it. You know, you were saying like hold this wood and everything. It's just really clever. So I think it's really interesting that this, this happened so recently and so quickly. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just feels like a lot of things have like come together for this all to happen. Like you said, like, I mean, this incredible team that's like, we've been able to uh, do this amazing packaging, websites, mm -hmm. insane. Um, we have like great strategy just, just in this team alone, like people that actually have experience creating companies. Um, and yeah, like luckily, like the marketing's worked out really well so far. And uh, yeah, just hoping it can continue this way. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, even for a lot of people with a great product, it's hard to get a startup up and running off the ground so were you i mean what was your reaction to the like success and growth of, of the startup i mean just insane to be honest like I, i'm still like fully trying to take it in because it's also very hard to like really like especially with numbers on social media it's really hard to like fully understand the significance of that um mm -hmm. but like i mean like just insane that like ksi like i've literally watched his videos for I don't even know how long, like literally pretty much since he started YouTube, like I've watched his videos and then to think like, he's like seen my face and like reacted to it. And like, like what, what he's yeah. done is literally been insane for us. And like, like he's literally given us the biggest helping hand, like into getting this company up and running. Like it is totally. absolutely well, so... insane what he's done. I think it's cool because it's mutually beneficial because in a lot of ways you're also promoting his stuff and it's it's an interesting you're giving him content so it's like you said it's like a free brand deal in some ways but it it works on both ends which is really really cool anyway to move on I mean you're balancing so much you're doing so much you're a student you have this startup and then on top of that you you also have a pretty successful YouTube channel um, where you make kind of motivation style content could you say uh, yeah, like I like to kind of call it like self-improvement kind of self-improvement. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like your content on YouTube, what stands out about it is that it's, it's very vulnerable. I think, um, you talk about the, your relationships, mental and physical health, um, any like struggles you've had with uni or just your uni experience. First of all, what made you want to create the style of content? And then second, how do you find the confidence to be that transparent online? I mean, I'd say... Like I've always kind of, I don't know whether it's also like because of my sister, like I've always wanted to make content online that like has like a positive influence on other people. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've always wanted to like inspire people. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like social media these days is lacking a lot of this like vulnerability and like transparency and just realness. 
like so many fake people online um and yeah like i just i feel like some of the messages like people need to hear and it can be like a little bit uncomfortable for me to share it but like knowing that it's helping other people is is such a huge thing and i think by being vulnerable it helps like me to connect with these people not just them to connect with me like yeah uh, yeah it really feels like i'm actually giving a part of myself to them um and i think it's just there's just something nice about feeling like you're being yourself and there's something very rewarding about that definitely i think that it um I think it's really commendable because it's easy to make superficial content. That's the thing, and that's why there's so much of it. It's, it, it's easy to make that. Like I said, you can you can do hauls or you can do just surface level content where you don't really delve deep. And I think it's inspiring when you find people who r really really care about what they're doing. So it it shines through on your YouTube channel. All of your stuff will be linked below. By the Thank way, you. go check out his channel, his startup, his Instagram, all of it. Um, ah, stuff it. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other creators besides your sister that you mentioned that inspire your content or was she just a big influence for you? Um, I mean, I'd say like in terms of like editing style, like I've, I've always liked having like a fast paced editing style. Like, I don't know whether mm -hmm. it's just, I think I might just have a really lowered like attention span yeah, yeah. when it comes to like content. Um, and I, I know I've always connected like with, um, do you know, Joe Fazer? god maybe he I makes like so it's like gym fitness content i always love his editing oh, then style i probably don't <laughs> you look like a gym lad <laughs> yeah really these arms yeah <laughs> um we don't have to get into that uh and in terms of like vulnerable content like uh i don't know if you know there's this youtuber called hamza he makes self-improvement content um and he's probably like he, he's gone away from this like trying to like attention grabbing like fast-paced content and he literally just sits in front of a camera and like speaks and he's like made a huge difference in like my life just um taking in like i feel like i mean he's i've watched him like on his self-improvement journey um and he's helped me a lot and he's just very vulnerable and yeah he feels like one of the realest youtubers like i've seen online that's really great yeah it's it's so cool to be inspired by other creators but then that that you're probably also inspiring other people with your content so it carries on so anyway yeah lots of good stuff coming from you recently i mean truly there's so much that you're doing so congratulations and oh, good work. i couldn't balance that much honestly um our last kind of section i posted on the podcast instagram at cut cameras.pod for questions for you and i chose a few that people sent in um so Amazing. right off the bat, do you ever, well, I guess this kind of segues nicely. Do you ever feel any burnout from balancing school, content creation, and social activities? And your uh, startup, I'll add. Yes. Like, I find it really difficult with, like, so I feel like it's hard being a creative person. Um, and, like, I'm always trying to, like, push myself in terms of, like, workload. But, like, mm -hmm. I feel like creative burnout is a huge thing that I've like, experienced. Yeah. Um, like you can't really pour from an empty cup and I like I really have like seen the importance in, in sometimes literally just taking the time out to do nothing um, and like rest and sleep is like so important to me because um, I feel like I only really produce like my best like creative work um, from a place of like yeah like calmness and less stress 
Um, so like, yeah, I've, I've definitely, I'd say like, especially now, like my work's getting more intense. Um, I luckily like I'm able to pick up signs better of like when I'm closer to burnout. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like something I'm always trying to have to balance as well. Because also like I'm also a student and like I also don't want my whole life to be revolved around the work I do. And like I'm also yeah. like, wanting to like spend time with friends, etc. So it's hard to like I'm still trying to figure out whether there's this like perfect balance. Um, and I think that also just constantly changes um, as I change as a person. Um but yeah, just, just a constant balance, I, I'd say. Yeah, I think you put that really nicely. And most, if not all, friends of mine, people I know who, who work in like the content creation space kind of, I feel like, struggle with the same stuff. Because it's hard to, like you said, you don't want it to consume your entire life. But you could let it because the nice part is that you don't have to actually go and work in like a like an office with set hours and set pay. But that that also means that your mind could also never really leave that that like working mindset creative mindset trying to trying to do the most that you could because you're in control of it right so 100%. i think that can really lead to a lot of a lot of issues for people because right when one project ends the next one starts right you have to constantly provide you know i think you already put the nail on the head there because like this is something i struggle a lot with as well it's like yeah like you i can't really switch my mind off of work like I'm mm. constantly always thinking um, about content, like yeah, you know, constantly like needing this creative energy, like no matter what I'm doing, like it literally is hard to like switch off my mind. And yeah, like I need to try and switch off my mind. Otherwise it's like all consuming. Yeah, totally. There's always like another video to edit or something, something more you could be doing, but that's not, not always true. I think that everyone is sifting through that and sorting that out, but I hope that you kind of you get there soon. I think it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, another person asked for tips for meeting people while solo traveling. What was your experience during your gap year with Ooh. meeting new people? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest tip is to stay in hostels. I think like okay. just best way to meet new people. Like, because when you go to a hostel, I'd say pretty much everyone is in probably a similar situation to you. Mm-hmm. Like generally quite young and like, also like traveling and sometimes also maybe you feel like solo maybe they're also solo and they're looking for like someone to like be friends with and travel with um and also these hostels often like offer like social kind of events for meeting people um so i'd say that's like generally like one of the best ways to meet people um yeah uh i, I mean i'd say there's also like other tips um like going on like walking tours you often like meet lots of people there they're like normally like free in in like different cities and you're normally like donation based um so you normally like kind of ought to leave a donation at the end of it but, um it's just a great way of like meeting people yeah do you consider yourself extroverted that's my question but are you good at that when traveling or staying in a hostel um yeah i mean so personally i'd say like i'm more of an introverted person um mm-hmm. and like like i wouldn't say like i'm necessarily shy like i feel like those kind of um like meanings can be kind of construed together um but like i'd say i definitely get more energy from like being alone like that's kind of how i recharge um i definitely do like being like outgoing and social when traveling um and like sometimes i feel feel like when i'm like solo traveling like i'm even more forced to do that 
So, mm-hmm. um, so I'd say like, I don't necessarily have an issue with like meeting people and like making friends when traveling. Um, but I definitely do appreciate like moments of solitude, um, just to recharge. Yeah, definitely. That's really well said. I think earlier you were talking about how you feel like keeping your social group kind of small is works for you and is, is good for, for you. And I definitely agree. But something I also find value in is like, just like small connections in terms of the time period. I've, I haven't had so many experiences solo traveling, but the times where I have and I've just met people even for a coffee or just for a night out, I feel like those connections are kind of nice and effortless because there's no pressure. You don't have to sustain any relationship. And it's kind of cool just to meet people for a time period and then move on. 100%. I think there's like different types of like friendships. Uh, like I think, yeah, like you said, like when, when traveling, like I think that is a sort of friendship which is just in the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously sometimes it can develop into more where you actually like stay in contact etc there's like different types of friendships and yeah I'd say like the friendships that like I kind of like tell like these people like all the kind of intricacies of my life and like really like invest time into is like definitely a smaller network of friends yeah no actually I think you I'm really glad you brought that up because that's something that personally I, I totally struggled to grasp the concept of for a while same with just relationships in general, exploring different types of relationships and connection. I think recently I've only come to realize that it's okay to have, not everyone has to be your best friend. You don't have to fall in love with everyone, like everything, everything like that. And I'm excited to actually further explore that in a city like Berlin, where I think that there's just less, less social constructs in that, in that area. Well, we're going to be best friends though, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. We should definitely see each other sometime when I get there. Yeah, no, I feel bad because it's like our first like conversation and it's like, feels like it's so one-sided. Like I want to know about you, you know? Oh, uh, thanks. No, we could, we should grab a coffee sometime, but I find it really nice when I have guests on for the, who I'm meeting for the first time. Cause I basically learn everything about them and then it feels much nicer to meet them for the first time in person. Nice. <laughs> So you already touched on this a bit for your your high moments, but someone asked, how were your recent travels through Asia? Sounds like they were good, but if you want to give us some more insight as to where you went and some things you did. Uh, yes. So so what happened was I went with two, like my two best friends that I went to like high school with before university. Um, mm-hmm. So like during like the holidays, my only real chance to like hang out with them. And for the trip, we went from Vietnam to Cambodia to Bangkok in Thailand and then to Bali in Indonesia, um, all in the space wow, of a month. Wow, okay. Yeah, pretty insane. And um, basically what happened was my two best friends both planned the whole trip. So I actually had no idea <laughs> what each day was going to look like. Like they wouldn't tell me until on the day. So it was, it was actually really exciting because I'd wake up no idea what's planned and uh, I would just go along for the ride and um, yeah it was just insane like we just it, it's it's so cheap in these cities as well that you um, you can like like food is like one pound like mm-hmm. a meal like a beer is like 50 pence clubbing there's no like entrance free yeah it's it's pretty insane just from that alone like we, we would be staying in like a hostel for like one pound a night with like a pool and a gym inside of it and Damn. it literally just felt like we were like living our best life um and it felt like so cheap which was incredible yeah that's crazy i mean 
it's it's definitely I was just in Cambodia and Thailand and I was also really shocked at how cheap everything was once you got there of course because you had to fly for like 16 hours but that's besides the point yeah um the final question that I selected is what is one goal you have for your next year at university uh well like we said improve my German start speaking more Mm -hmm. German but I'd also say try to find like a healthy balance and like set boundaries better um like nice. i feel like i'm just really bad when it comes to setting boundaries um which either means like i burn out or i end up like letting someone down or i let myself down um just need to stop saying yes to people and to things um and just yeah like prioritize exactly what i want um and yes just try and find a healthy balance that means i'm not burning out all the time yeah that's a great goal i think a lot of people could find value in that so thanks for sharing um Thanks for talking about everything. Truly, you're such an interesting person and you're doing so much with your your life and your public figure that it's just really interesting to follow along with your stuff. And I'm glad, I'm glad I came across it. So I can't oh, recommend you. your stuff enough. Everyone go check it out in the description. Thanks for coming on today. So sweet. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and we will see you guys. Well, not we. Sorry. <laughs> um, I will see you guys. You're not You're not inviting me back. Wow. Hey, you're always welcome. Love another reoccurring guest moment. <laughs> I'm a co-host now. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, I could use one. These solo episodes are exhausting. <laughs> wow, was I exhausting? No, solo episodes. <laughs> Sorry, I keep not on cutting off one. your outro. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to be, like, cancelled if I even can be at the end of this episode. <laughs> Ugh, okay. Let's see if I get it right this time. I'll see you guys in the next episode, next Wednesday. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.